Hi, I'm Sadek. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 80 of Shades of Brown. Uh, at this week, uh, well, uh, we, we're going to start with um, Kingdom Hearts 3, the, the, the mega thread, I suppose. Uh, Christian, I'll let you sort of give us... Uh, the preface, preface on this. There are no spoilers in this. I'm not going to talk about any spoilers. And if I do, um, I will actually put a spoiler horn sound in it and I will content warn it and there will be chapters for it. So I assure you, I'm aware that the wrath that comes to me and Static, if we talk about spoilers about tagging them properly, especially with Kingdom Hearts, I feel like for most other things, it's not as bad. But with this game specifically, I am aware of the wrath that will fall upon us. And I I, I enjoy um, not having wrath be brought upon me. So I will, if, if I do talk about any of the spoilers, it will be properly tagged and packed and sealed and preserved, I guess. But okay, so... So the next three weeks, we're going to have Kingdom Hearts sections. Um, today, we know the being going to be a little bit of Kingdom Hearts. Then next week, right before Kingdom Hearts, you know, we're going to have like a super thirsty Kingdom Hearts thread, you know, just sort of thing. And then the week after, the week of the 29th, when it comes out, the whole episode will be devoted to me talking about this game. Um, so anyone who wants to have tech news, like just stop tech news for that week. No, like Apple, you want to announce something? Don't. Google, you want to announce something? Go ahead. We don't care anyways. Uh, Microsoft, don't. Amazon. Amazon. But you still you get what I mean. So the, so copies of the game have been out in the wild since I want to say the end of December, around Christmas time. And I have been following a reset era thread on this since December 15th. But now multiple copies of the game are now going out into the wild, which means that the leakers are starting to get into a pissing match of each other over who can post the most spoilers. Because the original leaker was like, no story spoilers. I only post gameplay because I want to protect the integrity of the game. And the other guys are like, fuck it. So now we're getting the good stuff. And um, this thread is now sitting at, let me refresh it. Let me, let me get, let's get a live count. 122, 23, my apologies, pages. And, um, Reading this thread and keeping up with the leaks is almost as confusing as the game's story itself. Like, let's let's just be real. And I just I can't I don't know. I I just I just I don't know. I'm I'm like it's bringing it all together, which is what you know a conclusive you know entry to a series should, but like yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, oof. Like, I've already spoiled the ending for myself and all of that. So, like, don't worry about it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm basically gone. I'm basically, like, gone in terms of, like, actually preventing myself from having spoilers on this. But, um, if you, if you actually do care about spoilers, don't go online. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Just, like, um, stay on your private Mastodon instance where you only, you know, only mutuals only. Everyone tags all their posts, you know, like, you got to moderate your internet usage for the next week and a half. Uh, so be safe out there. And if you, however, want to spoil the fuck out of yourself, link to the thread in the show notes, which you can find at twoshadesbrown.com. <laughs> I think that's all we have to say about this one, honestly. We can move on to the next topic. <laughs> so next topic is this This happened uh, last week. Uh, we, did, we didn't have an episode last week. Just, just didn't happen. But... So the story is that Activision will be cutting ties with Bungie. And so in, in, in that case, they'll be giving up uh, publishing control of uh, Destiny. Uh, so 
So this is a big deal, right? This is a huge deal because it's it can I, I I'm sort of looking forward to what Bungie can and will do after after they're disconnected from Activision Blizzard, uh, because uh, will 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 the games have better better monetization models? Like, is, is that going to be a thing? Uh, but other than that, Christian, like, what do you think? about this so i have no com- like confirmation and no official sources on this is mostly from twitter some gif stuff jim sterling said i also have some destiny youtube said but the original microtransaction market was not brought upon by actors and blizzard it was bungie themselves who created it so the hard part about this is trying to figure out how much of Destiny's bullshit? Because there's a lot of bullshit, right? Like it's it's, it's Destiny's. There's a lot of shit there. How much of that is just only because of shitty business, um, you know, ties with Activision, or because Bungie just making mistakes and tripping over their own feet, right? So, I think that things like the PlayStation exclusivity are likely going to go away, um, because it, Destiny has been profitable enough. That I don't think they really need a console exclusive, and I think things like crossplay, which Bungie has never even once said anything about, might start to become a conversation because now they're not tied to said exclusivity deals and the control of, of a publisher like Activision, uh, or at the very least something like cross saves, uh, because you know, like Destiny competitor Warframe is actively working on making that a thing. Um, so. What I feel like we're going to get is probably more pure to whatever Bungie's idea of Destiny is. But at the end of the day, does Bungie want to make Destiny a World of Warcraft-like game? Or do they want to make it a Borderlands game with definitive ends, right? And that's always been the problem with it. And I don't think... I think this is going to give them more control to make the game they want to make. But the problem is, does Bungie know how to make the game that they want to make? Or is the game they want to make actually a game I want to play? Yeah, exactly. So so are they going to, are they going to like pivot, I guess, to sort of like an MMO structure where... More of an MMO structure where maybe they make the game... Uh, subscription based i don't know if that's gonna fly in today's uh, uh i don't think there are any mmos there are a few mmos that are subscription based namely world of warcraft and final fantasy 14 right uh well the problem really is that destiny is like a console game so i think that's why subscriptions don't fly because you're already paying 60 bucks a year for playstation for playstation plus or whatever it is right and xbox live i'm thinking they make it make it uh like they reduce the price. Like I don't know if this is gonna happen in Destiny Two, but maybe they make a new game where where it's like a low. Like you you essentially buy it the way you buy WoW, right? You buy like game time, right? You just buy like you when you purchase quote unquote the game, you just get like a month of game time. Uh, I wonder if that's if that's something they will consider, or if that is like not a business model that is feasible uh, these days, uh, unless you're an existing MMO. Well, I mean, too, like from a network architecture, I don't even think it makes sense because if I'm paying, right, like five bucks a month for game time or whatever, Destiny is made all to be peer to peer. And that's a cost saving measure, right? Like you don't you don't do peer to peer in a shooter because you want to decrease latency, right? You do it more for, as a cost saving measure. Um, so I think they would have to like re-architect our whole network stack. So I don't know if that makes sense. I mean, uh I mean, I don't think like 
the network stack issue is is as big of a like they can still make it subscription based and still have the peer to peer networking. Uh, it's not going to be like it's not a great experience, but uh, like I don't see why they would have to remove that. Uh, but there's also the question of uh, Destiny Destiny's PC version, right? The the Destiny two PC version is on Battle.net, right? It's on the Blizzard. Uh, game launcher and they said that it is going to remain right it's going to receive the full support uh on battlelands but what is going to happen with the next game is the next game going to get a pc release and if so is it is it going to be on battlenet or is it going to be uh i don't know on steam or even on its own own like bungie has their own launcher or something Uh, i imagine it'd be its own launcher because so bungie has partnered with netease which is a name you might remember from the uh the beautiful, the beautiful BlizzCon spectacle that was Diablo Immortal. They, uh, that's the same company that made that game. So honestly, like my wildest hot take, which I don't know, I have this, there's no basis in facts for this, is that I think Bungie might just say, fuck it, go free to play and drive hard on microtransactions for the next Destiny game and make sort of like a Warframe competitor. Uh, that honestly, for me, I feel like that with cross save and then them making like Xbox, Switch, and PC versions. Like even if like the Switch one is compromised, right? Doing that sort of play is where I see Destiny going, just because of how successful games like Warframe are. Yeah, that's true. Like going free to play and then then making the monetization model based on uh, like I don't have a problem with cosmetics as microtransactions. I just have a problem with the whole. Uh, loot box aspect of it right like uh like as as long as you can buy the cosmetics you want i don't have a problem with that but the 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 loot box system is just not good but like i yeah that's that's if if, if they want to make like a sort of like an ecosystem play where like they want the game they just they just want you to play the game no matter the platform right and it, and they just want you to get in on that so they can so you can uh buy microtransactions uh that's 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 that so, I mean, I don't know what's that like. What do you think that Bungie's gonna, but she's gonna have a better story, uh, better story beats, better, better, uh, better writing, better mission design, better. Uh, Honestly, I, I feel like what they should really do with Destiny 2, like, is besides, I think they'll go free play, but like, what I would want them to do is to just do a Final Fantasy 14 Rob Borum and just nuke it, just be like, goodbye, just end the current world because it is. There's so many retcons. There's so many like backtrack story beats that at this point, I don't think anyone would blame them if they were like, okay, we're just going to end the in-game world now. Like this is just reference material for any future stuff we do for the past two games and then just redo the whole story. So like a a reboot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not opposed to that because I like, honestly, I, I have like zero idea about what the lore is for destiny really what's more confusing destiny lore or kingdom hearts lore kingdom hearts lore is definitely more confusing that's just because there's more of it and it has spanned like a ridiculous amount of time uh but destiny 2 destiny lore is not like like this it's not available easily like in the first game it was hidden in the grimoire uh in the second game it is like i mean is is it there? Is it, where where's the lore? Is the lore so is they it? um they have they've added it with Forsaken because Forsaken added an in-game lore browser. Okay. After twenty five <laughs> years of Destiny existing, <laughs> in-game lore browser. What an innovative uh feature. Uh, but yeah, like Destiny lore 
there's some interesting stuff there, but like, it's so like I wouldn't be opposed to like a reboot. I'm not particularly attached to the story. Uh, so like, so that's the Destiny story. Uh, next up, we're gonna talk about Nintendo Switch, uh, and this time it's because Christian here uh, decided to play Smash. Uh, so. Um, yeah, I got peer pressured into buying a Nintendo Switch, so I picked one up, and I just wanted to like they'll you know, just go over like you revisit the hardware, I guess. After a while, and I'll just like talk about my initial impressions with it. So, like, first things first, I need to just say that um, that bezel. There's a lot of bezel there. There's there's a there's a lot of bezel, and surprisingly for me, I thought that oh, like the Joy Cons would just be too small for my hands, but I've I've gotten used to them. It isn't as bad as I thought it would be. Still, I would appreciate like a Nintendo Switch XL. I feel like that would be a good um, a good addition to the family. But overall, with the hardware, I feel like this is some of the solid, most solid hardware Nintendo's built since the DSi. Um, even though like structurally, you can kind of get some flex and stuff just because of the fact the Joy Cons are on rails, so they're not. It's not one whole unit, but given the modularity, it's really freaking solid and. The screen also has really great colors. Um, I'm glad that Nintendo, I believe they won't have IPS panels this time. And it's not like a lottery. Because you know what the DSs used to be? The DS used to be it's a lottery if you get a TN panel or an IPS panel. Or you can enter the hell that is my 3DX XL where the top panel is IPS and the bottom is TN. Oh my god, that's that's terrible. Like, how? Why? Uh, so yeah, so it's good that Nintendo finally you know stuck to one standard. Um, uh, so... Overall, I think it's like actually a really nice games console, and I think that given the constraints of the hardware and the chipset that Nintendo is using and what they're using for, they hit the right balance of everything, and I've been enjoying my time with it. However, um, fuck the Wi-Fi chip in it. Like, just straight up, fuck that Wi-Fi chip. It's trash. Playing Smash Online is horrible. Like, it is not a great time. Fuck that Wi-Fi chip. Whatever they're using, next one, they really need to improve it. And also, fuck Nintendo's implementation to USB-C. Um, I don't know how they're doing the dock and how they what standard they're using um, HDMI to USB-C to get the video out through, but it's it's a bad one. Like, <laughs> I, I, so <laughs> Apple sells a USB-C to HDMI to USB-C power pass through and USB 3.1 adapter yeah. does not work, and that's just using it's built in. I believe USB 3.2 spec. It's not even a Thunderbolt one, right? So it's it's either DisplayPort or USB 3.2, whichever one I can't remember allows you to drive video and data um, through the same port. And there's enough bandwidth on the Switch to do that. Now, obviously, for the Switch, you can only drive 1080p, which is fine. But um, it's still ridiculous that Nintendo isn't like going to the spec at USB-C and is using like this half-broken implementation of it. Um, and also, the USB-C port being on the bottom is not good. Honestly, I... Well, you remember how that ROG phone, you know, that gamer phone had had two USB-C ports? I actually think the Nintendo Switch having two USB-C ports would be a good idea. Right. If they would put uh, put one at the top, I think that that might... Like, it, it, the bottom is a problem because it is... It, it, you can't, like, plug it in and then, like, yeah. 
So it's like it, it is not great. It's it's clearly meant to be used with the dock, right? Not meant to be uh, like when you're in stand mode, they expect you to be on battery, right? They don't. Want but then to... it's like if your battery dies, and it's like because even the two, the reason that the ports on the bottom right is so that if you're playing with the dock, it's standing up, right? So the fans can have proper ventilation. But if you're using it in, uh, with the stand and you're charging it, you could it would still be properly ventilated to be standing upright, so the airflow would still be good. So I. I feel like for the next one, they'd probably be better off by A, just go in full USB-C, 3.2, support power delivery, PD, USB PD, everything. Support all of it. Just support the spec, Nintendo, please. And also putting a better Wi-Fi chip in there. Um, as I think, too, like, honestly, supporting Bluetooth headphones would be a good feature. Yes, it would be a very good feature. Uh, I, would, I, would, I would, honestly, yeah, like, uh, it, it, it's like, I would prefer, like, Bluetooth, uh, like, a headset. Because right now, doing audio, uh, like voice chat, when the oh my god, you want to Wait, talk about oh, the voice oh, chat? Oh my, I, I, I didn't want to talk about this, but let's go into chat bad discourse. So, for voice chat on the Switch, um, you do it through a smartphone app, and and me and Static were playing Smash the other day. You know, we're throwing hands, we're throwing, we're throwing down in some Smash, and we're like, let's try this, let's let's hop in, let's see how this sounds. Nintendo has managed to make phone calls sound good. Yeah, like I, I cannot believe, like it, 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 it's it's kind of um, it's kind of impressive and how bad it is. Okay, so let me describe how this works. So this how this works is not like any other chat app that you've ever used, right? Any other voice call system or like you know VoIP system. So you, what, what, how it works is you have you install the app, you you log in with your Nintendo account, right? And then what you do is you start the game and go into a game that supports this. Say for Smash, and then you join like uh, uh, like the, the the lobby or whatever, right? And then that will automatically put you in a voice chat with the other people in the in, in the lobby, and and it sounds bad. It's it's terrible. And also, you have to re- like if you if you're already in a lobby and you start the app, it won't work. So you have to restart the game to force it to do that. And like, the voice quality is. Is, is worse than a phone call. Like, it's literally, like, trash to you. I don't even... I don't even understand how you make voice calls sound that bad, like, to, using, like, the lowest bit rate possible. Like, how... How is this, like, happening? Uh, and also, it just stops working. Like, it just... Like, it suddenly just stopped working, right? Like, it... it like, one moment it was working, then the next moment it was just, like, you're not in the voice chat anymore. Like, it stopped working. So, it was, like... D- don't use that. There's a reason it has like two stars uh, in the iOS app store. It's because it's garbage. Uh, literally use anything else. <laughs> that voice chat app is the only time in my life I said, damn it, we should have used Discord. And you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I just, oh th- my God. Discord has many faults, but like the voice chat is, is, is fine. Uh, yeah. And at least Discord puts in an effort to like cut out background noise and like, you know, EQ it to make it not sound like poop and then, you know, also um, do some, like, echo suppression so it doesn't sound like, you know, you're in a gymnasium. And the Nintendo one does all that with a bit rate of what I'm pretty sure is, like, 36 kilobits per, like, KBS. <sighs> it's, 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 I, I don't even know why why this is a thing, but that's... So, yeah, like, I would wish, like, the, they would put the system in the Switch, um, have... Have at least if if you're, if you're gonna support Bluetooth headsets or have a microphone port, right? Or uh, like make it make like a make those one of those three point five millimeter ports that are both headphones. They support both headphone and microphone at the same time. 
And then also support AppDex if you're doing Bluetooth, because knowing Nintendo, they would probably add Bluetooth audio, but not AppDex, because why Why would you want to do something correctly? <laughs> why, like, why would you want to do that? Uh, uh, so let me talk about the hardware for a little bit. Uh, for my, like, I was, yesterday I was trying to play, uh, I was playing some Smash. I decided to put it to put the switch into into like on the stand thing and the, but the, by the way the stand is the, it feels like the flimsiest thing in the world like it's going to just break half uh at any moment. Uh so I I was like I was going to I was like let me put it in handheld mode and let me try playing smash with the Joy-Cons, right? Uh and god I I still hate the Joy-Cons so much. Uh because my hands like I have big fingers uh and the analog sticks on the, on the Joy Cons are like like the worst. It's like like absolute bottom tier analog sticks. Like I can't, like I don't think there's a I don't think there's a console that has a worse uh, analog stick uh, because the Joy Cons are it. Like it feels flimsy and it feels like it move is too sensitive. Like I feel like it's like it, like uh, the directional movement is is, is way too sensitive. And if, like I no I no okay okay that's just Smash. Um so. We need to talk about Smash for a second here because, okay, Smash on the Joy-Cons is a fucking terrible experience. So so here's the problem. Here is the problem with Smash. So um, I know exactly what you're talking about, right? It's like when you, if you jump and as soon as you hit the ground, you try and do a move and the game just eats the control, right? You, you've had that problem before in Smash, right? That's not the Joy-Cons. That is Smash. So that's an intentional move. So you have to wait a frame or two after you jump or do a move to like immediately throw back of another move, right? Because like, say you try to do a quick jump and then put, and do a smash attack, right? The game intentionally eats your controls. So while like I, your hard work play to valid, right? I just want to say if you if you're playing, don't use smash as, as like the benchmark for the Joy Cons because smash is going to eat your controls. Because um, soccer, I hate. Yeah, I, I've I've played. I I used to, like a lot uh, a while back when I first got the console I I did try the Joy Cons for other things like Zelda or uh, Splatoon too, and it was not like I don't remember it being like I still don't like Joy Cons because they feel cramped and the buttons are small etc uh, etc et but like it didn't feel like I was losing my mind because like like the controls felt really weird and janky uh, uh, like yes that's that's I didn't realize that was a like a smash specific uh issue but okay uh hardware wise like otherwise it's like it's fine like uh i like i've been always playing with the with the pro controller which i, I would recommend if you can afford it uh i would recommend buying one because i really do think the pro controller is is like a much better experience and i do think that from the next iteration they should start including one of them uh because i i as much as Nintendo loves its gimmicks with the Joy Cons, uh, I, I do think the Pro Controller is is, is very good for most games. Uh, or honestly, let's get back to this me complaining about USB C. Just support game pads. Like, I mean, yeah, sure. USB C game not? pads yeah, exist, sure. and yeah. all. I'm pretty sure all game pads you can buy for PC right now include every single controls that's on the Joy Con or on the Pro Controller. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Of course, like you could use you could if Nintendo supported, you could probably use like an Xbox One controller, right? Like, I would prefer to use like I would love to use like like reuse my Xbox One controller. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, but of course, I don't think Nintendo's going to do that. They want they want that accessory money, right? They want to. Sell you controllers. They want to charge you eighty dollars for like oh, ninety what is- Canadian. Ninety, it's nearly a hundred Canadian dollars to buy uh, 
by uh, a pro controller here. Uh, and even worse is like the uh, so they they remade GameCube controllers right for Super Smash Brothers, and the remakes that they make are so shitty because the problem is right the GameCube controller had like clicky buttons. They were clickety clackety buttons, right? You you like not like the fake clickiness like the MacBook keyboards are, right? But using the GameCube controller for Smash feels like you know you you put some sand on your MacBook and you're trying to type. It's a terrible experience. It's all mush. Bad bad controllers are really like on on a tier list of controllers. I would put the Xbox One controller at the at the top personally, uh, and then then the the Pro controller and then the PS4 DualShock for. So like and and the joy control like at the very bottom because they're they're like hot trash, but that that's that's sort of my opinion on the hardware. Uh, you want to talk about Super Smash Bros. a little bit? Like, how, what do you feel? What do you think about the game? Oh, I mean, besides the fact that um online on it sucks, local wireless on it sucks, and um even when you're playing with people in the same room connected to the same Wi-Fi network, an online match still sucks and sometimes you have to do an online match because the local wireless options even shittier i don't um, understand how but okay yeah i mean cool. it, it's so besides that when it works and if you're doing like people connected to the same console smash is fucking amazing to play it is really fun i i think smash ultimate is a great game um i don't regret getting it and so how about you? What is your like your experience? This is your first smash yeah right? yes it is yeah so that, that's a good good question uh like this is my first time playing Basically, most Nintendo, like I've never had Nintendo console before, so this is essentially like all Nintendo franchises. This is like my first time. So, Super Smash Brothers, first time. I don't usually play fighting games. It's not really just, just not really my thing. But normally, but Super Smash Brothers, like I've, I've been playing the what is it called? Spirit? Uh, what is it? World of Light, right? World of Light, yeah. So, World of Light, I've been playing through it. It's very interesting. Like they do like little themed like. Like battles, right? It's pretty cool. Like the, the whole concept. Uh, the uh, unlock system seems reasonable. Like I, I, I don't really have a strong opinion on it. Like I would, I wish. Like I, sometimes I wish like Nintendo would just like let me pay like five dollars to un- unlock all characters at once or something. Uh, but otherwise, it's, it's, it's it feels nice. Like I play uh, controller issues aside, uh, it feels nice to play. It has good feedback. Uh, the, there are a lot of uh, varied uh, levels, right? Uh, stages, rather, uh, and like a lot of options. Like you can, you can, you can uh, customize like the, the the fighting options significantly, right? And you know, turn off stuff like the power ups and the events that happen in in the stage, uh, things like that. So it's, it's it's all right. It's it's pretty cool. It has uh, like. All the characters that you know and love, uh, some of them I don't know, but so far Marth is is the one that I keep leading to because Marth is the move set is pretty easy to understand. But Marth is objectively an amazing character. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like I so in terms of like character, so Marth is easy to play, has it, and also does high damage and is like a powerful character. So Mar- Marth is so like objectively Marth is a good character. To yeah, play. yeah. There are definitely some characters that are harder to understand and play. Than others, uh, like like I think Luigi, not Luigi. Uh, what is his name? The the big the uh, Wario, I think. Yeah, War- or, uh, Wario. You just ride your motorcycle around and eat people. <laughs> that, that's how you play Wario. Uh, Ze- like Zelda, also like it's just a bit strange. Uh, Zelda, like she does like like fireball attacks, and then she does like uh, like some sort of 
punched? Like I, I I don't really know what's going on with with Zelda, but that's yeah. I'm overall I'm enjoying the game quite a bit. Like it's it's good to play multiplayer. I haven't tried actually playing multiplayer with uh like the online multiplayer like with other people. Oh, <laughs> are you ready for lag and drop frames? Oh, that's what you're oh yeah. Like we were playing uh let's talk about the online a little bit. Like the we were playing in the lobby and there was drop frames and lag for some reason. I I still don't know why. Uh I don't know if it is internet connection related because it is peer to peer, right? Because all fighting games it's, it's the Wi Fi chip. It I it has to be. Because me and you have played Halo Master Chief Collection together, and I was using a shittier router at the time, and we didn't have that problem. We did co-op in Halo 5, we didn't have that problem, and all those games appeared appear. We played Destiny together, and we haven't had this problem. Yeah, like, I feel like it's, it's maybe the hardware, like, uh, or, like, the, it's maybe it's, uh, I know, like, I've heard, I've read that uh, Nintendo's brand of, uh, like, fighting game netcode is strange and unusual and not, uh, not, like, to be to be fair, every single Smash game is that shitty online multiplayer. Every single one. This is not new to Ultimate, but um, it's still unacceptable that yeah, Nintendo really has to get it right. Yeah, like honestly, like I know, I I know fighting games have to be peer to peer to like it, it, it's just it's, like it's better to be peer to peer. I think for fighting games, but or I know people who know about fighting games uh, can tell you why it is important that they be peer to peer. But I don't think it has to be this shitty. Like I, I've seen other funny games, like they don't look like this. Like like the lag is is is, is unconscionable. Like I, I, there's no reason for there to be any lag there unless there's a connection failure. And then don't and I don't think our, either of our networks are failing uh, at that specific point in time. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so that's that's uh, you want to talk a little bit about uh, the, the 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 JRPG that you have been playing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's okay. So. Um, so I bought the Switch for Nintendo games and Japanese games that I can't get on the Xbox because I I was honestly thinking about getting a PS4, but then I'm like, it, it, there's like a Venn diagram, right, of games you can only play on Switch and games that you can get on your Xbox. And the overlap of that, if I threw the PS4 and it'd be too high, where the Switch has its like own distinct library of games I would could play right that I can't get. So this game did come out on the Xbox as well, but I picked it up on Switch just because I wanted to play a JRPG and I haven't done one in forever. And I picked up Tales of Vesparia, the definitive edition, which originally came out in 2009. So this is like an updated version of it. Um, this Switch does a lot of that, which I'm not against. It's like a lot of Wii U ports of games people didn't play. I know Final Fantasy X and X2 are coming to it, and I'm definitely going to go ahead and pick that up when that comes out in March. And then we're going to have a whole podcast episode talking about Final Fantasy, which you know is I good. Know. I know. Because <laughs> you are going to play that game. I'm going to gift it to you. I will ship it to your house. <laughs> don't worry uh, about it you will you will play final fantasy one way or another um we do it for the pod sometimes we have to do things we don't want for our jobs <laughs> <laughs> i don't know uh, but uh so this is a very classic jrpg uh it has more the active style of fighting that um is kind of like final fantasy 15 but it's what the tales is, series is known for um so it isn't entirely turn-based but um, like the story beats, the progression, it is all classic JRPG. And I was enjoying it. I was enjoying it. It was, you know, a campy anime ooh kind of like story, right? Which is whatever. Like sometimes you need that. Sometimes I need that in my life. Until a certain character pops up. And these really aren't spoilers for the game. A character pops up who is an elf that has boobs. And then everything just slowly starts to go to shit. Uh. Immediately, the first character starts commenting on how pretty she is. And, like, they start oogling her and it's gross. And then 
And then there's like, you know, when you beat a boss, uh, like a, a battle in a JRPG, like characters talk to each other as you're like going through how much experience you've earned yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Then there's a scene where one character is like, why are mine flat? I wish mine could bounce too. And then it's just like, ooh. And like, I don't know if it's localization because I'm not playing with Japanese subtitles. I'm playing with the English um, localized version of it because you can, you can go back to Japanese audio if you wanted to. So I have not gone back and tried to see if that is in the Japanese version, but it is still gross. And on top of that, we have the uh, there's a there's a mission where you have to distract the guard by choosing one of the girl characters in your party to dress up in a sexy outfit. And you have to grind for resources to craft the sexy outfit and distract the guard so you can go beat up some bad guys. And uh, yeah, 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 uh, it's it's full of like the dudes teasing, teasing her, being like, "You can't be sexy," and her yelling, "Oh yes, I can! Watch me!" And I'm just like, "Why did I pay fifty bucks for this? <laughs> I should have just got fucking Zelda." I know, right? I was like, "Why? Why did you just get Zelda?" Uh, because I wanted a JRPG. And I yeah, I mean, the that's first fair. one I yeah, saw that's, on the, that's on the eShop. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, I get it. Like. Uh, I should get an Octopath Traveler. Let's be real. But. I yeah, I would. I, I have heard good things about Octopath Traveler. Uh, I, I don't play JRPGs, so uh, like I can't say uh, yet, anything. Yet, yet, you don't. Play, yet. Yet. <laughs> you're, you're going to like I. I once again, I mean, the Kingdom Hearts or um, I have your address, man. I'm gonna ship one to you. Oh my god, you're I, gonna get a copy of the game. It's gonna be on your doorstep, and it's just be a note that says we're talking about this on Sunday. <laughs> So I'm looking at the eShop page for Tales of Vesperia, and like this, this one of the screenshots is like a like a pink haired lady. Uh, yeah, 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 she's the one that I picked in my party to dress up in a oh. sexy outfit oh, okay. because I was like either her or like the elf girl, and I was like the, the game made me. I was like I don't fucking know. I guess I have to pick one of these. So it's it's like a party based uh, game, right? Like JRPGs are, um, and did you say it was a turn based, uh, or is it like real time? I think it's not real time. It's real okay, time. Real time. Okay. Uh, because I'm not like I'm not opposed to turn based combat, but like I'm like I don't really like care for turn based combat outside of uh, things like XCOM, right? Like turn based strategy. Uh, but yeah, like I'm not like I'm not I'm not into this this particular JRPG, but I, I'm not uh, entirely close to playing JRPGs. It's just that I don't know which ones to play. Uh, so we'll see uh, about JRPGs. Uh, so anything else before we move on to Google? Uh, nope, I think I'm pretty good. All right. Uh, so we have some Google news. Uh, apparently, Google has decided now is a good time to buy some smartwatch tech from Fossil, which is Fossil is a is a big cl- a watch company, right? Or like a fashion brand? Like it's not. I don't think it's just watches. I think Fossil has like all sorts of stuff, right? I, oh yeah, Fossil has like diesel and like armani and like michael kors right uh so yeah they, they had like a big deal uh so google had bought bought uh the fossil announced that, that they're gonna sell uh 40 million dollars worth of uh intellectual property related to smartwatch tech to google right uh so that's that's the thing that happened uh and i'm i'm not sure if this is Really gonna like this is also like an echo hire. Like they're gonna hire some R and D folks from Fossil that I guess worked on the Fossil's uh, smartwatch stuff. Uh, that's that's the thing. Uh, so like I I don't like Wear OS. Like we we mentioned it uh, like at, the, at our year end 
uh, podcast that, you know, where I was didn't really do anything in 2018. Uh, but the Google Google appears to be making some 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 moves right to, towards like making Wear OS more of a more of a fashion uh, accessory, uh, right? So like there's there's a there's an editorial by Ron Amadio on on Ars Technica about how this is not going to save Wear OS, right? Uh, yeah, what's uh, what's going to save Wear OS is a new processor. Which, uh, for some reason, does not exist. So I don't, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to judge. I don't want to say a bunch of people working at a fashion company can't be chip designers because who knows? I mean, who knows? I, I mean, I, I don't think Google is buying Fossil Tech for uh, for Fossil IP for 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 the chip design. But like, what they need though is a new chip on a smaller process yes, so they can make they the do, watches yes. smaller. The only problem I really had of Android Wear watches is that they're freaking huge yeah. and. The problem is not, oh, we need to slap more leather on this shit. It's like, oh, we need to make the chip smaller so we can physically shrink down the size of the device and make more efficient and faster devices with longer battery life <laughs> and then slap some more leather on that shit, you know? <laughs> stop, stop. Like, I, I, it's, I don't get it. Like, I, I, I get, like, ideally what they're trying to do with this deal. But like Ron was saying, Ron is correct here. Until Qualcomm decides to make a new processor or Google does it themselves, Wear OS is is just not ready to be strapped on. Oh my god, that's that's a terror. Did, did you write that or was that Ron? Was that Ron? No, I wrote that myself. I'm oh proud of god. it. Oh god. I mean, you should you should go write for us technica then uh because that that was good. Um so like yeah, like yeah, like I don't understand like is Google not interested in like I like if I I don't know if Qualcomm is opposed to it or whatever, but like if Google could like fund R&D on a new watch chip, right? Like, specifically for them, right? Like, Google pays Qualcomm in some, like, billions of dollars or something. Or not even billions, but, like, whatever amount they need uh, to build a new chip, or is Qualcomm not interested in it at all? Like, they don't care. Uh, like, I I don't I don't know. Uh, what What is going on? What is happening? Is, is this, is like, exposing, like, some weakness of Qualcomm's where they cannot make a good watch OS watch chip? Like a chip for a watch, like is the, is it exposing like their incapability of making a less power hungry but still uh, usable uh, chip for for a, a device that has a very small battery? Like is is that what is that what that is? Uh, I don't know, but this 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 is just like this is not going to change anything. If you, if you have a wearable device, just I don't know, just 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 wait it out. Uh, I mean, if you have a Wear OS device, firstly, I'm, I'm so sorry you got swindled into buying that. <laughs> and, like, honestly, either just get, like, a Fitbit if you like fitness stuff. Yeah. yeah. Or, like... Our, our, uh, the, Tyson, oh. the Samsung watches are actually pretty good. Well, what about this, though? Okay. Think about this. You know what's going to save Wear OS? The gamers. And you know why? why? Because Razer can make a gamer watch with Chroma. Think about I mean, it. If, if, if they can make a decent product with, with decent battery life... Uh, no, I I'm mean, kind of just shit posting here because I, I actually mean, yeah, don't think it but will. Like, but like, I mean, I'm actually interested though. Now, what would a gamer watch look like? Like, what what do you need on your wrist as a gamer who is mostly stationary? Uh, in, in Discord integration. I mean, obviously, like, come on. Like, oh, oh, so so there's an electron layer on top of it. No, not even electron. Like, no, this this is gonna be like you know, Razer's gonna go all in and like they're gonna like commission like a cost like a native Discord client, right? Like, you know, it's gonna oh, it's damn, gonna be native. Damn. 
uh, it's, it's going to be written in, I don't know, whatever runs on <laughs> the Razor's watch, uh, like Kotlin, like it's going to be Android, like it's going to run Kotlin or Java, whatever. Uh, uh, it's going to be like a native Discord app. It's going to, you, you know, you know how uh, Apple Watch has that walkie talkie system. You're going to, you're going to be able to do that with Discord. Like you're going to, you're going to be able to like, you know, uh, just like press a button and be able to start a voice call. Uh, you know what yeah. they could actually do though is that they turn you know the Apple Watch has like the activity competitions and all that stuff. A razor could just turn it into like a really horny JRPG. Think about it, like you progress by like working out and stuff. Yeah, like they they could it, like integrate some sort of like uh, progression system into, into their thing. I don't know what what like what if you like if if you want to like gain XP at a higher rate, you have to buy like razor gear. Right? Oh my god! You have to use the official razor strap. When you're oh working my. out, razor blended workout <laughs> clothes, and you know you get you just get that um you get that sick chroma on your running shoes. Oh my this god! Is, this is Razor's move to be a lifestyle brand. I mean, think like, of the synergy. You, you know, you know we're shitposting. We know this is going to actually happen. No, of like, course, this is going to actually happen, <laughs> and um, there's going to be at least five people adding me on Mastodon about how this is a good thing and how gamers need more representation. So like I'm I'm very aware I'm predicting the future like I'm actually just holding a crystal ball right now and I'm just rubbing it with um, Dorito stained fingers. I need to stop shitting on gamers. These gamers will be a political party one of these days and they're gonna come oh, no. after me. Oh no! I, I, there's I, I swear 2020 the gamers are gonna be voting. <laughs> That's gonna be the podcast now. It's like the gamers. Are gonna be funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the so where are us? Uh, Nothing important, really. Like this, this is news because it, it, it's like you know Google buying a thing. Uh, but other than that, yeah, whatever. Uh, it's also it's. I I tend to ignore smaller news like this, but whenever it's Wear OS, it just gives me an opportunity to shit on it. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, like honestly, like I feel like yeah. at this point, one of our beats is just like the thing is though, actually like when Wear OS gets good, I will eat a hat. Like I will I will be there. I will I will be the first person. To say to like praise Wear OS for being good because genuinely like I think smartwatches are useful and it's yes, just yeah. it's it's so sad it's hilarious that um that Google is yet to make a good smart yeah, watch it's, platform it's, for Android it's, users. It's, it's kind of I, I, like I, I don't understand. Like it's, it's a, it feels like they don't. And, and at the same time, like they buy this thing, uh, which which signify which signals some sort of interest uh, in the platform, but at the same time, not really. Like it's, it's it feels like. Uh, sort of like a move that is not going to really buy them anything else because I'm not I'm, I don't think that Google is lacking in fashion sense uh, I, I don't know but I don't know so this is the thing we don't really know what tech I, I mean Fossil could have some really good like tech that's going to like change where it was forever or whatever right uh, like it, they did pay 20 million dollars for it it's not insignificant uh, so so the, we'll see we'll see I suppose in a couple of years if, if where it was is you know uh, relevant. Uh, so, speaking of things that might be relevant uh, in a couple of years, uh, uh, leaked Android Q build, right? Uh, this is a little early for leaks, but you know, uh, we we have them. We have we have this article. Uh, there's a, maybe a dark. There's a dark mode uh, for real. Maybe uh, finally, uh, please. Uh, and like it, it looks nice. It looks like there's not like dark notifications. Like it, it looks pretty good. Uh, I other than that, what else? Like there's there's the privacy controls, right? You mentioned that these were uh, essentially like copying uh, 
the iOS style of uh, privacy controls. Yeah, so essentially, um, like say something's using your location, it'll in the notification drawer, you swipe down, it'll tell you what app it is, and you can tap it, and you can make a choice on, you know, if you want it to stop using um, that permission. And then if you go into your permission settings, you can set for apps to allow access all the time or only when the app is in use or deny it for on, a, on a per app basis, per permission basis. And it'll also tell you what apps are using a specific um, set of permissions. You just go to the permission, which is like, yes. Yes, that's good. This, it's, it's, yes, all of this is good. Yes, yes all of this yes. is good. Uh, so this is, this is, these are good improvements. Uh, there's also like some desktop mount things in this, like some sort of, uh, like I would imagine that's for like the, like the, the Chrome, the, the Pixel book thing right like it's i would imagine it's it's for that like it's it's like like apparently there's like a forced experimental desktop mode on secondary displays uh i mean i would i would imagine those are like designed what for if, like what if android q is really just like what chrome os becomes so there's an experimental desktop mode and google just ends up dropping all of the actual chrome os bits and just makes android it their one os what if, what if, yeah, I mean, also, what if they bring back the Nexus Q? Do you remember the Nexus Q? Wow, wow. You, you could just tell me my idea was bad. You didn't have to be that. <laughs> you didn't have to be that. Wow. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just like joking about how uh, this is Android Q, you know, and you, the Nexus Q, you know. Oh, that. oh, I thought you were like saying something so outlandish to like top the thing that I said and be like, oh, wow. Let's just come uh, up with some ridiculous also, shit. Also, also, a good point. Uh, the, the sort of like a subheading on the Arch Technic article is like, uh, good luck picking a Q snack code name, you know, which is a good point. Uh, what is it going to be? What do you think it's going to be? Uh, Quaker Oats. Oh my god! They're gonna I do a brand know. branding deal with with Quaker. Let me see. Q uh, snack names. I'm searching for Quiznos? right now. Quick, quick. Quiznos quick. is pizza. What do you? No, it's it's sub sub. It's subs. Uh, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, we have Quail, Android Quail, Android uh, Quavers, uh, Queenfish, Quesadilla, Android Quesadilla. That's oh what my it god! Should be. Yes, uh, Android. Android Quavo. It's gonna be uh uh like I don't know. Uh, Android whatever. Android Quavo. <laughs> oh my I every time you unlock the phone, all you hear is uh Mabo in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, seriously, like uh this this is very early days. Like this is obviously like a very early build of uh Q, right? It's uh, like I, I would expect at this point it's pretty early. But wait, what about like okay, so the, the marketing theme for if it's Android Quavo could be like raindrop, drop top, your phone's overheating, so run that H top. Holy is that, shit. Is that what H top's for? Is H top's for checking heat and processes? I can't remember. And, I mean, H top will show you processes. It, it won't necessarily show you if your computer's overheating. I think you can configure it to that way, but like normally it doesn't. Uh, it's, looking, it's for looking at memory usage and uh, CPU usage. Uh, but that's a good rhyme. I like thanks, that. That's, thanks, that's, thanks. I, I put in I put in about two seconds of work on that. I appreciate it, the respect. <laughs> <laughs> you, should, you should you should write for some tech blogs. You know, maybe maybe da- maybe daily dot uh, daily dot right. oh daily dot uh, yeah <laughs> yeah raindrop drop top. I was weird on cyber, so all I have is gargamel in my timeline. <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't rhyme. But that that was that was the that was that was the sense of that story out of the conclusion. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, uh, so I don't think there's anything else. I don't know. Um. Yeah. No. Like I, we wanted to talk about more CES stuff, but all really all that ma- all that happened is that Nvidia released a 
trashy, cheap GPU. Yes. AMD released a mid-tier GPU, and um, more of our brands were activated. So, so the so the, the Nvidia news. I want to talk about that for a moment because uh, other than the uh, the RTX twenty sixty, which is the low end GPU, uh, quote unquote low end, I guess, but. Uh, they also announced like uh that the new ver- the new latest Nvidia driver will support uh G Sync on uh a, a wider range of monitors that don't have already had G Sync support like the uh some some like some FreeSync monitors that that will support uh adaptive sync right the the, the monitors that support adaptive sync uh will support like a certain mode of G Sync uh with the driver but but in typical Nvidia fashion right. This this is restricted to the 1080 and the RTX series GPUs. So if you have all the GPU, I guess you're out of luck. Uh, thanks, Nvidia. Uh, so that's 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 just the Nvidia sort of uh, news. Yeah. Uh, anything else before we wrap up? No, I think, you know, just like once again, be safe about Kingdom Hearts spoilers. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> if you don't like Kingdom Hearts, um, this podcast is only to get more Kingdom Hearts for the yeah. next month. It's the month of um, Mo- following the month of your heart. No, the month, month of, of, the month the of heart your friends. Month. No, no, I mean, it's, 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 it, it's about know, your friends. It's not about hearts. It's about the power it, of friendship. I mean, if, if if it was February, this would have made more sense. Like, if it was like the month that we talked about Kingdom Hearts was February instead of January, it would be thematically. Uh, synergistic, uh, whatever. Uh, but you know, that's uh, that's fine. Uh, so you can find us as always, two shades of brown.com. You can find me on Mastodon at static safe at mastodon.zombocloud.com. And I promise Mastodon is not crumbling. Uh, so Christian, where, where can people find you on the network that is not crumbling? Um, you can find me on the crumbling network at uh, Josephine at 10forward.social. Uh, and with that, uh, goodbye. Bye.